0: Finally passed another one of the shortened weekends. But let's just say it was chock full of emotional moments. Some good, some bad. But the best thing is, is that every Tuesday night or whenever you get to hear this, the Lace Out Boys, myself, Chris Pepper, a 377-game superstar of the East Keeler Football Club, I'm the co-host with the most, the man that we love, the man that we adore, Jamie, the J-Dog Wallace here to talk about the week's games, all the news, all the key parts, so much to get through. I'm going to hand it over to the great man to give the rundown of what we're covering tonight and then we're getting straight into the topics that matter. Over to you, big fella.
1: Peps, we have not only the standard show, we're going to run through our Facebook questions, this week, we've got our listener question. We've got the standard that we do, Peps. We've got spin the magnets. We've got the rising star. We're going to have the ladder. We're going to talk about that. But then every week, we're going to have different topics. And this week, we've got some rippers. I've got one that I actually may actually explode my head off my shoulders clean. And that is around the Dave McKay bump. I am, I am right there in the AFL. I am almost ready. I'm not making big statements, Beps, but I'm almost ready to just. You, launch.
0: you don't. You don't. You make big statements semi-occasionally. Like you usually leave it to me to to put the foot in the mouth disease. But I reckon we could. Have, we might bring an old favourite back for the second time. I'm
1: there. I'm we Peps are there. Right there. We're going to talk about the uh, coaches and who is in the line to possibly replace the 23-year legend AFL legend. I mean that name gets that that legend word gets thrown around a bit. Genuine legend of the Collingwood Football Club and the AFL. We're going to talk about who could possibly replace him. Then we're going to have a talk about our love, loathe, and laugh, which is a little segment that we introduced yesterday after the round, which is all about the listeners telling their telling us what they loved and loathed and laughed about on the weekend. Peps, so we've got a new little spicy one there. We're going to talk about, and then whatever we talk about, because this show goes in a million different directions. We're not, we don't have. Three hour board meetings leading into this show. Peps, we don't sit down and talk about it for half a day. We just hit live and then we go with whatever we're feeling. So, Peps, we go commando.
0: We Let's- go Commando. Look, oh, first and foremost, everybody listening, once again, thank you very much for tuning in. Like I said, without you, we don't have a show. And without us, you don't have much to look forward to outside of the single greatest AFL podcast on this side of the Westgate Bridge here in Melbourne. But Plenty to get through. Look, I think the first thing that we need to do is it's the first port of call every single week. We know that is. That's the ladder. Let's have a quick look at it and let's belt this one out. Okay, round 13. The Ds are still on top. But after their schmozzle yesterday, which, trust me, they are going to be in the votes this weekend, they are still one game on top. That's due to them having to buy this week. Western Bulldogs one game beneath on 40 and Geelong on 36. So potentially... Geelong may, oh, no, they're not going to jump. They've got too much of a percentage to catch. Dogs will jump into first if they beat Geelong. Geelong will stay in the hunt for a top two position and a home final down there at JMHBA or GMHBA or whatever they decide to call it the tides when the finals come around. Brisbane Lions, Port Adelaide, the Sydney Swans and West Coast. Wow. All on 32 points. Richmond on 28 after their uh, narrow loss. And that is the final eight as we speak. Moving on to Fremantle, a full game behind. GWS with the draw. Crikey, was that a game and a half to watch? Absolutely riveting. I never thought I'd say that about a North Melbourne game this year. Adelaide Crows sitting there as well on 20 with St. Kilda as well. Carlton, they had the bye. Well, you could say they virtually had the bye all season. They're on 16 with Gold Coast and Collingwood. Don't get me started about them. Hawthorne, my goodness gracious, and North Melbourne after their uh, draw on the weekend get themselves six points and are within six points of jumping up the ladder into 17th. So there's much, much to talk about. It's a huge ladder. Mm. Um, Anything Mm. surprising you at the moment is the eighth set is the top four set. Where do you sort of see it? Listeners, viewers, Leave a comment on the chat or just leave a comment on the Facebook page what you think is the final eight set at the moment, yes or no. I don't
1: know about the final eight, but, Peps, that was probably one of the greatest rounds of footballs I have ever seen.
0: It was a ripper, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was how terrible. How good activity. it was? Oh, I think I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got one, and that was because <laughs> I missed it. Yes. I missed the first game, so yep. I got the away team. Go Cats. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, it was shocking. Absolutely shocking. But you know what wasn't shocking on the weekend is Nathan Buckley finishing up his playing slash coaching career for the meantime Mm -hmm. over at Collingwood. Uh, I'm going to get into Collingwood very, very shortly, but you had some, um, just a little bit that you wanted to talk about, uh, the Collingwood perspective and some rumors and some names that are being thrown around. And we'd like to hear from the viewers what they think about who should actually be part of it and who uh, just forget about, don't be part of the coaching setup.
1: Correct. So there's been a couple of clubs who have got some senior assistant coaches on their list that um, just we we'll just go through them and just have a chat about if we think they could be the ones um, that maybe, maybe could look at, uh, Colin could look at redoing it. But we know that Colin goes for experience. But let's just look at some different different left of field options. First, you've got Scott Burns, who's always talked about from the Adelaide Crows. I think he's been missed now for a couple of jobs that he's went for. Highly regarded, once again, one of those people there that um, always seems to be in and around, but never quite get that senior job. So Scott Burns from Adelaide, uh, he was at West Coast between oh um, nine to thirteen. He was at Collingwood for fourteen to seventeen, and at Hawthorne to eighteen to twenty. So he's had some really good experiences there and joined teams either just before or just in, just after mm-hmm. their finals appearances or grand finals appearances. So he's yeah. been around. He's been around.
0: He has been around for quite a while, just like this segment around the grounds. But he has been around a while. It's, it's almost like he's been the, the silver medalist. He's always been the bridesmaid. He, he could almost say he, who's that actress that was in 21 dresses?
1: Uh, Catherine Heigel.
0: Yeah, he's the Catherine Heigel
1: of the <laughs> AFL coaches, isn't he?
0: He's, he's never the bride. He's always the bridesmaid. Yeah. Maybe he likes to be a bridesmaid.
1: Who knows? For sure. You? He has got, he is a graduate of the level four coaching course, the AFL coaching course. So he oh, has that got, hey, well, we know that AFL accreditation is very important, peps. Geez. Next we have Danny Daly from Brisbane Lions. So once again. I um, almost thought
0: you were going to say Danny Del Rey, <laughs> <laughs> the
1: big fella from no. the, the doggies. He was stepping up from full forward to take on the, the head role. So, he, he held a coaching role at North Melbourne and Richmond before joining the lines where he spent the last six years up at there looking yep. at the football strategy role. Um, he replaced David Noble as a football manager and he's highly regarded across the industry as well. Um, once again, is that someone that Colin would could go for? Someone who's, who's following the David Noble path and also coming from that um, very much different type of coaching structure up there at Brisbane, which is more about... Um, educating players and and that Fagan mentality of being a, an ex-teacher, sort of not just the coach barking, but someone who's there to educate and, and help those young guys. So maybe that could be someone they could be looking for. Uh, oh, I reckon. Nah. No. Uh, i at a moment. Is Daniel Jean Saracusa from Essendon or from West Coast, uh, sorry, Western Bulldogs originally, but from as uh, assistant. So he grabbed um, the Bulldogs. He grabbed him from the Bulldogs for the 2021 season. Um, Busha went and grabbed. Sorry. He joined Essendon at the start of the 2021 season. Um, He was named the 2020 AFL Assistant Coach Association um, year award last year um, and has undertaken a few duties at different clubs, forward line stoppages, set plays, and also um, steering Footscray's VFL side um, to its its, um, inner scenes coach. Um, this year's looking after defense in Essendon. so maybe that could be something that Collingwood could be looking for. Uh North Melbourne have already sounded out um him for their vacant role before it was screwed by David Nodal. So that's someone that could potentially be on the radar for Collingwood. Nah. Okay. Jamie I've Graham. Really, I have got a theory behind this if, if right. I keep saying no. Jamie Graham from West Coast. Uh once again, one of those coaches that was sounded out by North Melbourne at the start of uh sorry, the end of last year. Um, was a development coach at St. Kilda, then West Coast, he also coached East Perth as part of the Eagles WFA alignment. Um, highly regarded, um, looked after defenders and forwards under Adam Simpson. He's led the Eagles to a 51 point against the Western Bulldogs in round two. And in 2018, um, when Simpson was unavailable for family reasons. So here's someone that is potentially there to step into that role and has had got experience over there in the waffle and we already know is on the radar of some clubs because North Mub weren't looking for someone like this okay. at the start of the year. All right. yeah, um, Younger guy, only, only, only 38, so probably only has left footy playing in the last sort of five years as well. He's got a full head of hair too, hasn't he? Oh, yes,
0: he has. And it's one color. Jealous. Uh Robert Harvey. No, that won't be if he becomes a senior coach, good luck to keeping that. Hey? <laughs> They're gonna end up looking like you, to be Look honest. Like Reece
1: Shaw, like, like Reece Shaw or like working Reece with Shaw. Pets, or working with you for four years. That's what happens. Uh, Robert Harvey. We know that he's come in, he's standing in for um, Buckley for the rest of the season. He is there at Collingwood already. Um, he was interviewed for the North Melbourne position um, I believe, in November. Uh, this would be the 13th year in the coach's box after his career ended in St. Kilda in 2008. Dual Brownlow medalist, um, entering his 10th campaign at the Pies in 2021. So hmm. he has the runs on the board. He knows the ins and outs of Magpies, whether or not they want to stick with someone who's already within the club or they're looking external, because not only is it on the field they're talking about, but they've also got the board stuff going on as well. So whether this is the time for Collingwood to start again like they did 23 years ago. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: But he's, got a free sw- he's got a free swing in it, hasn't he?
1: He has for the, well, he has for the next uh, half a year. Stephen King from Western Bulldogs. Um, basically, he is Luke Beveridge's right-hand man at Witten Noble. So, if you could pinch someone like that, that'd be pretty handy. Um, he's been there for 10 years now at the West at Western Bulldogs. Uh, Ex-Ruckman elevated to a senior assistant role ahead of the 2019 season, having uh, put in control of the Bulldogs midfield through 2016 premiership campaign. So he has been there for a premiership year. He was in charge of that very scintillating midfield that the Western Bulldogs had during that year. Has played in a flag. Has played in a flag as well in 2007, um, which is a year that I'll never talk about again. Um, (laughs) Oh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he's someone that potentially could come in there as well. Once again, a player who has recency, uh, someone who spent a lot of time at a club. Um, so he could someone may, maybe bring some stable, um, stability to that football club, someone who likes to be there for a long time. Kingsley as well from Richmond. Um, enough has been said about him. Um, was the leading candidate for Adelaide's role at the end of 2015 before 2015, before Don Pike took over that role. Mm-hmm. Um So And he was interviewed again for 2019 for Adelaide to take over their role as well. So he could be there. Once again, Tigers, successful club, been there, worked in the system. He knows the systems. He knows what successful clubs do. He could be someone that could come in. You've got Nigel Lappin from Geelong. Is
0: is there there anybody not on this list, Jamie?
1: I'm sorry, Peps. There's Sam Mitchell. I mean, Hawthorne are grooming him for that role. Um. But you know, you start to talk about some of these ex players, Jared Scofield um, from Port Adelaide, successful with it the, with their Premiership Club, spent some time over in the waffle, come back to here. Like you've got these Adam Uze from Melbourne. Could they take ooze? Like you've already lost your you've already lost your head of fitness. So you're gonna lose one of your assistants now. They've also head of fitness. Yeah. Burgess has come no, back he, to Adelaide. No, he's not. He certainly is, my friend. Uh, no, not hundred percent yet. Hundred percent tick. All breaking right. news. Tick it off. When was that breaking news? That was well, about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Never brought that up in the show, have you? Um, you and then you've page. got, and then you got some, you, then you got the people talking about Choco Williams. Then you got oh. the, the <laughs> Ross, the boss. You know, you've got about 10 people here that people reckon. I don't know where it's going to go. I feel it's probably going to be someone. I reckon you can scrub off Ross the boss. Oh, and Vossy as well, because Vossy gets thrown into every coaching conversation in the last four years. Mm. So I, I feel that they're not going to go down that path. But Collingwood, knowing that they chased Malthouse 23 years ago, they could do the same thing again. They could go and grab an established coach like that who's got experience and go for that again. Okay. So looking at that list, J-Dog. Yes.
0: I've, I've got to look at a couple of things. So you have to look at, have they been part of a successful program?
2: Yeah, they all have. One right.
0: right. part or another. First thing, have they been successful in their own career? Mm-hmm. And also, what were they like as a player? Because I reckon the way coaches coach mm-hmm. was a lot like how they played as well.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm looking at, at the moment, there's two names that stick out to me that are on that list that I think would be Killer Diller. Who's that? Stephen King would be one. Yep. Okay. He's a big unit, has been part of a successful program for many years, part of the Doggies, and also played in Flags himself. Yep. And was part of a very, very successful program for many, many years as well. Yep. And the other one that I do like is Nigel Lappin as well. Mm-hmm. For the simple fact, he's been at Geelong for many, many seasons. Was there mm-hmm. throughout their virtually their two nine, from two nine onwards. So he's yep. been, played in a couple of flags there, yep. also grand finals. And if you want to get really serious, check in the fact he played in three flags himself.
1: For sure, yeah, he played. And, with, who,
0: did he, and who did he get? Who was he under?
1: Uh, Vossi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was under Lee Matthews, and also played with the greats as well too.
1: He did. He, so he
0: played in a mate in a he, he, he was he was the fourth beetle. Yeah. And so they're the two that really stand out for me. I know you Kingsley's, Uze, I can't see him staying at Melbourne for one year. I can't see him under one year, knowing that there's the potential for him to take over from Goody. That's the way that I see it from Uze's perspective.
1: Mm, okay. You're okay for that, that?
0: Mitchell will not go because he's got Hawthorne's virtually sewn up. Yeah. Um, and the other one I would not like him to see go is Mark Williams because I'm being very, very. Protective of that patch right now. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think, it, and also, Collingwood would want knowing Collingwood. They they do not want to go down. You know, have a look at their last number of coaches that they've had. Mm-hmm. There've been massive names.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Malthouse, for goodness knows yeah. how many years. Buckley, for goodness knows how many years. Right, mm-hmm. they're not going to let. They don't want a small name. They want somebody who's got a, a resume, and it's as simple as that. Yeah. So, based on looking at that. I think mm. it would be Adam Lappin because he has got the pedigree. He has got the runs on the board. Unless they could get Mitchell, but I don't think that they'd throw Mitchell in the, into that at the moment. I don't think he's ready just yet, regardless if he's
1: got a cert four. All right. Here's a complete wild card, Pep. So like, I, I withheld this one because I wanted to chuck this one on the barbecue quickly. You know, that, you know that guy at the barbecue who has like a whole swag of meat, and you're like, oh, just while you're there, and then brings yep. like 15 steaks, 19 sausages. Anyway. Yep. How do you feel about Clarko going to Collingwood?
2: That's a big one, Jadal. Um he trumps all of those. If Collingwood excessible, were able to pull him out players, of Hawthorne, if he
0: was a coach, but would Clarko want a break? That's the thing. Do you think he needs a year off to refresh himself? Because he's gonna go straight from straight from Hawthorne. Into okay. Collingwood, their list has been pulled apart. Regardless if they won yesterday, what uh-huh. happened at the end of last year was a disgrace. They got another disgrace potentially coming on board with his Dane Beam situation, which uh-huh. we'll get into very very shortly.
2: Um,
0: I if, if they could get him, great. But you'd want to make sure that he is there for at least three to four years, and they have to have some draft picks as well too. And I don't think they have got many draft picks to play with. They're trying no. to get they're trying to get the other day cost boy in, so they need their points up. Towards the top end. Yeah. I don't think they've got much currency. And if Clarkson was going to come over to Collingwood, he would say, I want at least a slew of draft picks that Mm. I can do something with. Yeah. Pendlebury not getting any younger. Okay. Apparently he's got a basketball background as well. Just heard that for the first time on the weekend again. (laughs) Um, Sidebottom's not getting any younger. No. So you take that out. Who are their best players on the weekend? Dugowie. Played a good game yesterday. Let's be frank. He played a great game yesterday, but he needs to pull himself into shape. Yep. So Pendlebury's going. Side bottoms potentially going. Is there enough underneath that? Like they're not going to trade them out. They're going to retire.
1: They got some good players, but just, they just they need they need some something else. They are. They're about, um, I reckon they're about five short minimum. Um, Jazzy on the old chat there said Brad Scott. No, nah. I just don't think anymore. No, nah, no more. Oh,
0: Craig Jones, perfect. Just.
1: Collingwood could just fold. Well, Peps, I think this is an opportune moment to um to back my candidate for the role of Collingwood. Yep. Um. So for me, I'm going to just stick this one here on my microphone, and I am make Vossy coach again. That's yeah, me, Peps. Make Vossy coach again. You don't want him at Port, do you? Wow! If if he has an opportunity, Peps, you don't want I, him at do you? I encourage him to commit one hundred percent to um his dreams. And if his dream is coaching again, Peps in the senior ranks, I encourage that. So make Vossy coach again. Hashtag Jamie says get rid of Voss. Jamie says, "Follow your dreams, Wasi."
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, lots to play out for. Look, good luck, good luck to to Robert Harvey over the next few weeks as well. Too hopefully you know, he had a stellar career, so mm-hmm. you can have a stellar one uh, behind yep. the uh, the magnets as well. Too hey, Rick. Funny enough, talking about the magnets, I reckon it is uh, magnet time, my friend. So I think it's time to spin the magnets. So let's get into who's getting dragged. Let's have a look at who. Is getting the votes this weekend. I started it off last week. It's your turn to pick it this week. Sure. Where do you want to go first, mate? Dragged or votes?
1: Um, let's go. Let's go. Drag.
2: Dragged? All right, mm-hmm. you there, run? Helly off, was on. Bloody wink of this
0: you got to love a bit of Ron, Ronald Dale, don't you? All right, mate. So, uh, all right, rip your three out and then I'll, I'll go with mine. So give us your three, two, one for dragged on the weekend. Jamie Pips, Wallace.
1: You know I like a theme. I love a theme, Peps. And my theme this week is two-minute drill. There are some clubs out there who
2: needed to practice the Two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. Peps. Your your wife has mentioned that you're pretty good at the
0: two-minute drill.
1: Well, less than. But anyway, that's another conversation for another time. There are some teams who lost the game in the last one minute of the game. So one plus one equals?
2: Two-minute drill.
1: Two-minute drill. So I'm looking at you, Richmond. I'm looking at you, North Melbourne or specifically GWS in this instant here. And I'm looking at you, St Kilda. Oh, shit, Kilda. There are three teams that could have killed the game, but because they failed to complete a good two-minute drill, it cost them the win and that's what you get. And they are all big games they lost. I don't even want to talk about St Kilda this week because I'm, I could spend a whole show on it. You do not let... A team come back and beat you when they haven't scored in the first 47 minutes of the match. Saint Kilda, that's woeful. Practice your two-minute oh. drill. <laughs> Giants, you had you had hey. you had North Melbourne on the run. You could have killed that game. You could have put them away. But because you failed to do a two-minute drill well, two-minute drill. You draw. You draw. And <laughs> finally, the one that made my heart sing a little bit, and most people across the country, that you failed to lock down on two critical players that were tearing you up that night, Richmond, and they are who, Peps? Two-minute drill. That's right. They failed to a two-minute drill. They failed to lock down Ryan. They failed to lock down Kennedy. And Kennedy put the ball through the goals, Peps, with how many seconds remaining on that game? Two-minute drill. 37 seconds, which was within two minutes, which means they had 90 seconds to spare. They couldn't do the two-minute drill well enough, so you lost the game. I guess. Do you reckon they could go to Bunnings
0: and pick themselves up a two-minute drill or do you don't reckon they got them in sale until, you, can
1: like, you imagine? Freezes? can you imagine if Richmond had beaten West Coast over there? Can you imagine what, what? work would have been like today? But instead, we're all loving it.
0: We're what? loving it. I think Chuck Keegan on the chat said it perfectly. The Giants left that match looking like the bottom of a toilet bowl after a dodgy kebab in Western Sydney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, peps because those three teams failed to practice their Two minute drill. You are on my drag list.
0: Drag list. Ooh, okay. So is that your three, two, one? There. That's my. That, that's for the for the Ron. Yes. Oh, so you you just go three, two, one. Full stop. Now you just don't you don't you just give them all equal footing. Give them all because they failed the
1: two minute drill. Peps.
0: Radio. Okay. Here is my three, two, one. Vote. One vote. One vote. Who should be dragged is Collingwood. Buckley announces that he's leaving. Hmm. The team, he's leaving because he can't communicate with the players. He's lost by him, whatever. Let's be honest. He's going because the players have tuned out, All right? Yep. Yet they go and win over the last two weeks. hmm The scenes after they've won that game, hugging him, <laughs> hug, kissing him. Oh, we love you, Bucks. We love you, Bucks. You know what? If he'd actually done something throughout the year and not waited until the last couple of weeks, you know what? You'd love Buckley a little bit longer. He'd still be at the club. But because of your pathetic efforts and the mm-hmm. way that you've handled yourselves over the last couple of weeks, to show that in one game and then treat him like an absolute legend he is, that's a disgrace on you, Collingwoods, Collingwood players. You should oh. do more than that. Don't oh. give it. He should still be at the club. Simple as that. So that is absolutely pathetic, all right? Cuddles, my goodness gracious. We love you, Bucks. No, you didn't. didn't love him enough to keep his job. Radio. Here's one that's really hard to press, but I have to say it. Shane Mumford. Mate, I've been your biggest supporter. I love your clumsiness around the packs. I would love a big bloke like you smashing the little fellas just to sort of throw your weight around. Yeah. But you performed pretty two pretty average acts on the weekend. Clumsy pips. The sling, the, the not the sling tackle, but the grab around the neck. I don't know what was going on there. That wasn't the worst of it. The worst of it was the oh, the so blatantly obvious drive the forehead. It drive the forearm into the bloke's forehead. Yeah, which. If that had connected, that, that would have been at least – it would have had to be four weeks because he's actually gone to do
2: it. Pepsi clumsy.
0: Do you know in the 80s and that there was attempted striking? That should be an attempted striking one. So, mummy, I can't stand up for you any longer. That was putrid. Right. Last but not least, I'm going to run through some teams. hmm St. Kilda. You know, shit killed her. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have a show every week. We wouldn't have half a, half a show if it wasn't for St. Kilda. Mm-hmm. they're just like the, the never-ending story.
2: Mm, yep. Swans, Port Adelaide, Melbourne, North Melbourne, Suns, and I'll even no
0: one try in Richmond because they were, they played a, that bunch of teams, what you served up on the weekend was pitiful, <laughs> disgraceful. It was upset cities. Hey, the teams that won, great wins across the board, okay, And I'm probably being a little bit harsh on North and the Suns. But North, you shouldn't have given up a lead that big. And the Suns, you you had about three shots in within the last couple of minutes to win that, and you couldn't even do it. So Mm -hmm. that's a bit of a slap on the wrist. The draw draw is a a null result for me. But just those teams there, especially the Swans, Port, and Melbourne should have had easy wins on the weekends, easy. And they weren't able to bring the milkshakes milkshakes to the yard. And once again, they haven't left their season in tatters. But being able to solidify positions, whether it's in the eight, top of the ladder, or struggling to even make it, you're just making it harder for yourselves. They're the games that you need to win.
2: Peps. not
1: good enough. Peps. Yep. Port Adelaide are Geelong's bitches. <laughs> just we cannot beat Geelong. I don't know what generation, what year, what season we have to play them. We always struggle against Geelong. We are their bitches. I reckon
0: if you played them in China...
1: With COVID, (laughs) You you might be a chance. Since two thousand seven,
0: we are their bitches. Oh, you are their bitches, big time. We are. All right, mate. I think it's time to. uh, I think it's time to um, get them out right now. Let's get them out, buddy. Three votes. Let's get out your three votes. Who you got? Who have you got to share with the team? Who's your three votes, by the way, Uh, listeners on the chat and everybody else? Have a bit of a look. All
1: right. So my three votes this week, Peps. It's nice and simple. Gold is my theme, Peps. Gold, always believe in your hope. I was thinking like gold member. Uh, anyway, so gold. gold is my theme, Peps, because a good forward is worth their weight in. Gold, 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 always believe in if your we need old. A perfect example of that. This weekend only highlighted that. Remind me, who was the forward that sunk Richmond's hearts? Two minute weekend? drill. Oh, <laughs> just Kennedy. Just Kennedy. Very good forward. Worth his weight in gold, gold. Perfect. How many times has he bailed them out?
0: Oh, it, it, all right. Probably, probably more than the what um, oh, not know, Collingwood in the eighties. Another more than the West, Ooh. more than Ben Cousins <laughs> <laughs> in WA or
1: a crown
2: with Daniel Kerr, Michael Gardner his
1: in gold, gold, Riley Philthorpe. Oh, another filthy. forward worth his weight. Won filthy, filthy. I thought when he missed that, he put he kicked a drop punt that went sailing across the face with about two minutes ago. I'm like, oh, no. He should have just went in. for a banana and just tried to kick a point. Yep. Anyway, grab the ball, top of the square, congested, over his head, blop in the goals, love it, won them the game, snaps and claps to you, Phil, but you are worth your weight in gold. Gold. Always blue. And let's go all the way back to Thursday night, the extravaganza of the week. The game that everyone looks forward to is Thursday night now. Jeremy Cameron, the recruit of Jeremy Cameron is worth its weight in gold. Not only did he absolutely dominate O'Leary Lee and was unstoppable over the ground, having three forwards in Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, and the redhead bloke, I refuse to say his name. Jeremy Cameron went five and zip. Five goals zip. Where did
2: Charlie wrong? Dixon go?
0: Kicked a couple. Oh, so he kicked a goal against the top eight team.
1: Well, yeah. He, he's getting but it. He's, ch- he's got a future, the young bloke. Charlie. I sorry, Charlie. Jeremy up by Jeremy Cameron. Um, absolute jet. I cannot knock the bloke. He is. He is he is their pick. He is just taking Ooh. his game from GWS Jeremy to like. Poof, Rocket well, Jeremy. When you
0: say that, uh, Julio hools or Jules Julio, who I know, top bloke, looks, looks like a bit of Eddie Murphy in his younger days. Yeah. He's picking Geelong to win the flag. He's gone out on a limb. With that pick, after what they just did.
1: saying forwards these days, in that this round was worth their weight in gold. And yes, Nick, I did know that Rosie kicked five. But what did he do after the last? What did he do after the last first quarter? He didn't not have to
0: whole do whole anything because he did his job. He kicked five, Jamie. Same <laughs> as Cameron. And you've, you've you've said that he was the
1: greatest thing since well, Jeremy Cameron. Gosh he please. he make, he makes he's not Bonton Pally make me knees knee shake, but when Jeremy Cameron is on song, it is mm. bloody amazing to see. Mm. Anyway, how they got
0: him underneath the salary cap.
1: Forwards right. worth their weight in gold. Gold is my theme this week, Peps, because they are worth it. All right. Not a
0: bad one there, J-Dog. Well done. Put a bit of research into that finally. Okay. Here's my three. Simple as this. Nathan Buckley. You know what? He's had many things over the years. All Australians. He's had Norm Smith medals. He's had Brownlow's. Brownlow medals, uh, Anzac medals. Triple Brownlow. Triple. Uh, no. Is he triple? Single, no, single. Single Brownlow. Adam Goods. Buckley. Yeah, he was part of a three-way. but Yeah, three-way. And was, yeah, three-way. <laughs> okay. But you know what? If he's going to look back at his career and decide, you know, what is the one thing that I take away from my career? It's that block of grass that the SCG oh. provided to him on his last day. Oh. That, that that How long is that grass going to stay for? Does it come with its own hydroponic system?
1: Just the memories of the SCG. Just the memories. It, is, it, is it
0: going to retain itself? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he's... he's, he's you know, Port Adelaide, the way that he left Brisbane in such a you know distinguished manner. But yeah, oh, he's gonna he is going to go back and go. He's gonna just push out all of that memorabilia and just slot that beautiful piece of Kentucky Blue Grey right in the front on top of the mantel, uh, next to his um his pictures of his kids and his new lady friend. So two uh one vote there. Now, two votes you sort of stole my thunder, but I I'm have sorry. to give it to these two blokes. Riley Thieldhorp and Josh Kennedy, the way that they won their games on the weekend, absolute gorgeousness about it. Riley he like that shot that he had, I don't know what he was doing. He missed everything. And, if, yeah. you know, that was pretty pretty troubling for the guy. He, he had a crack and he didn't get near it. But the great thing about it is it wasn't that the goal that he kicked over his head, and mind you, if you're a good player, you nail those each and every single time,
1: and <laughs> I did.
0: But it was the fact that if you have a look at the bloke who shepherded the ball through, he was the actual one that followed the kick-up.
1: Yeah, who was that? I, mean, I can't remember his name.
0: Yeah. No, he was the one who followed his own kick-up. Yes. So snaps and claps to you, big fella. Just the smartness to do that. But brilliant kick. Oh, mine went through post-high when I did mine. I didn't bounce it on the goal line. <laughs> um, and then the runner came out and said, good goal, peps. Do that again. You'll never play seniors again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Josh Kennedy, geez, tell you what, was that a kick and a half from oh. the from the boundary?
1: Banana 45.
0: We, I, I tell you what, the only people not cheering for him to, to make that go through was Richmond supporters across oh, the country. Wow. 17 other clubs going, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick And he
1: kicked it. The... Mm. And for the good of the game, it was 15 metres.
0: It was 15. I don't care if it was two metres. It was a great kick. It was 15 metres, right? Get over yourselves, all right? Seriously. <laughs> hey, and the last one I want to throw out, Semi-football semi related, but for the simple fact, the game wasn't at the MCG, it was at the SCG, and Melbourne did go down to Collingwood. Um, but the whole fight MND, the whole, it was the seventh year that they've done it. When they first tried to roll it out, I remember they were talking about hopefully being able to raise $200,000. That's what they yeah. were aiming for the first year. Yeah. They've raised up to clo- up to 50 million, I think it is, so far in the, in the seven years. Yeah. And this thing is just, it's just getting bigger and bigger every single year. And, yeah, you, know, you look at some of the names that they brought in, and the way that they take it. They had the Wiz yesterday. You know, Jeff Farmer going down as the Wiz with, with a kick in a bag of nine. If you saw yeah. that, but the way that he was speaking about um, Neil Danaher was was bringing emotion to him, bringing emotion to himself, which you don't see all that often.
2: Mm. Um,
0: but just some of them. But I think look, we give Gillian McLaughlin, you know, Jill Jill McLaughlin, a lot of you know a bit of stick on this podcast, and from from, from you know reasons that are deserved. But for him to go down as meatloaf and <laughs> accepting, you know what, we got that one completely wrong. That's the first time the AFL have come out and said, we've got something completely wrong without media pressure. Um, was actually in really good spirits. And then the fact he put on that, that's, that mustard jacket and that hat from when he went to Warrnambool a number of years ago at the races. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's just getting bigger every year and I can't wait for everybody. Get your, get your COVID injection, all right? You're not going to get tracked by the government or aliens or whatever. Get it so we can all go back to the footy next year and celebrate it for what it needs to be, okay? Now, this is, you know, I love our supporters, but this is a total Richmond nuffy. Like, I know Rowan meetings. It was 10 metres. Richmond should have won. No, Rowan, you didn't win, and it was not more than 10 metres, all right? Get off the couch, go out the backyard, get a tape measure, and see that was more than 10 metres. Come on. You just weren't good enough again, and you're not going to make the eight. I keep saying it, and people keep laughing at me, and it's getting, it's getting more and more close to becoming a reality. You watch, Pep Six is going to get it right, and you're going to hate me for life.
1: All right. Is that it
0: for Pep's? Well, no, because I have an announcement to make. Okay. Okay, I have two announcements. First and foremost, over the last number of weeks, we've been giving away the ability to win this, a gorgeous pack of 36 AFL Team Coach 2021 Booty cards, 36 packs in total. Well, we've drawn that tonight, and I'm happy to announce that the winner is mm-hmm. Jay Arakan, Avakan from New South Wales. So, congratulations to nah, you. Well done, Jay. Yeah, well done, big fella. He, he got on board and he, and he subscribed to, to Lace Out. So, I'm going to be sending that up to you, um, hopefully, if you give me your address. If not, I'll redraw it. Simple as that. And the other thing is, look, we have to go the Rising Star nominee for this week. We've already mentioned him, I reckon, about seven times. Let's just throw him in. He is an absolute gun. Kick five on debut. Kicked an absolute pearler on the weekend. We know who we're talking about. Riley Philthrope, the Rising Star four-round theme, wholly deserved. And this guy's got a massive, massive future. So get behind Philthrope. Unfortunately, he's playing for a dud team, which is Adelaide.
1: Hey, 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 <laughs>
0: hey. But not the worst team in Adelaide, as we speak.
1: Oh, yeah, I yeah, get stuffed. Um, all right, peps, let's straighten up here. I'm going to talk about something that's going to make my head almost explode, peps. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not, it's on. not no, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not this one, it's not that because okay. you and I aren't agreeing to this anyway. It's a joint, just a, just a general acknowledgement we'll of a bullshit the- rule. Do I have to, uh, the bullshit rule. <laughs> okay. We all know anyone who watches football, anyone who's seen the media in the last four days knows that David McKay from Adelaide is currently going to, the tr- to front the tribunal for a fair and legal bump in my eyes um, where unfortunately, the St. Kilda player, Hunter Clark, got a uh, broken jaw. So he's out for probably six to seven weeks. Apparently, he's in pieces and all of those things. On the day, not a free kick was paid. Post-game, they said, oh, you're, you're under report, but we, we, we don't know what you're reported for, Pips. So he went two days without knowing what he was reported for. Sounds like the Victorian health minister. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, on Monday night, the AFR released a statement going, you're going to tribunal, but we don't know what you're going there for. Um, okay, on Monday, we're going to tell you. And apparently, he's engaged in rough conduct that was unreasonable in the circumstances. So, the AFL has also indicated that the incident should be regarded as high contact with severe impact, which should equate to a three-game ban for McKay. Now, Peps, I know you've said it and I know that I've argued against it, but this is one of those things where he's bumped legally, he's done nothing wrong, but unfortunately, the player has walked away with a broken jaw. We know that the AFL is trigger happy when it comes to players getting injured anywhere around the head because they know of the legal lawsuits that are coming in the billions of dollars in the next 20 years. This is a joke. This is a joke. This is a joke when you have two players going for the ball, a fair and legal bump. No one went one or the left. Two competitive people going for the ball, and unfortunately, one gets a broken jaw. And because of that broken jaw, they go for the tribunal. They're saying, "I've heard the media today talk about. I heard who was it, Gerald Waitley talk? Gerald Waitley talk about how he accelerated into the contest. Just, Fuck me, dead! Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> isn't
0: that what you're supposed to do? Because you know what, J Dog, if he pulls out of that contest, he would be pantsed by the media." Passed by the supporters, passed by every football commentator coach. out there, coach, players, you're a squib, etc. You can
1: It's 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 baffling when you're complaining. Like, and I get it. I get the fact that we're trying to protect the players. I get it. But at the same time, you know, you're playing a contact sport, and unfortunately. This is just one of those things of the game unless we're going to start talking about, well, Peps, what about when you uh, went to spoil a mark but accidentally clipped the guy in the head? He's concussed. That means because he got concussed, Peps, you're out for three weeks. Now, you're just spoiling the ball. You're doing nothing different to what you were doing last week, but because he's got a concussion, you're out for three weeks, even though nothing was called. Um, they use the examples today. Um, Nick Riewoldt. That courageous mark where yes. he ran thirty meters back into the pack, and that um, who got concussed? I think it was one of those players from that team.
0: No, they were saying that if somebody had have got concussed, like his arm had swung out and hit somebody on the way through, could he have rubbed my, out for
1: that? And would that be one of the most courageous marks you've ever seen? Jonathan Brown, oh. week in week out. Um, only three, four weeks ago, we talked about Tom Clury got his jaw broken about seven pieces by one of the players. Once again, the player from behind came up, smacked him, or oh, sorry, sorry, hip and shouldered him. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't reported. He's not for three weeks. Clu has got a broken jaw in about four pieces, apparently. So this is just bullshit. It's bullshit to the highest proportions. Say it properly. (laughs) It's bullshit. That's it, mate. It's bullshit. Uh,
0: I get it. it I've watched it. I reckon I've watched this I reckon I've watched this twenty times.
1: I get it we evolve. I do. I get it. I totally get it. And and we know
0: why they're doing it for the concussions and the CTE and all this sort of stuff, and and I get that, all right? Mm. (sighs) The thing is, is that if you watch the the footage, and this is the thing, watching the footage makes it look a lot worse than it actually is because when they slow it down, they've got to play it at full speed. He doesn't take his eyes off the ball at all. They're equal at the ball. They're they're equal. equal at the ball, and if you have a look, Clark actually, he would have hit him at a normal height on that shoulder, but Clark actually goes down. Mm. It's not that he raised himself; he was actually he was actually bracing for contact. Full stop. Yeah, you're allowed to do. You are allowed to protect yourself. And this is the thing they keep saying: you sl- you should slow down and tackle him. I'm telling you now: I'll run at you from 15 meters away, full tilt. Yeah, and you try and and then you run at me, and then stop at about five metres to go, and then try and tackle me. You've got Mm -hmm. no chance. Actually, probably what's going to happen is I'm going to hit you down the middle, and you're going to feel a lot more than I will. And it's not right. And I I can understand from the AFL's perspective, Mm. but they've got to come out and say, listen, it was a contest, but if this happens again, you're going to be rubbed out. You can't rub the bloke out for something that you haven't even charged. They haven't even got him on a charge. Like they, no, they couldn't even. They,
2: on the day, yeah, they couldn't know like, know But for it
0: three took days. them three days to. Oh, we're going to report you, but for what for? That was like the umpire in the Adelaide game who gave a free kick to the Adelaide bloke on the line mm. because Dougal Howard was shepherding. Uh, he was uh, apparently not allowing the guy to go and take a mark. Did yep. you hear that on the, on the broadcast? Yep. He's gone, but that's not a rule. I, as a backman, I am supposed <laughs> to stop him from not taking oh, a mark. mark. Yeah. I didn't have my arms around him. I didn't hold him. I didn't chop his arms. But now you're just making something up because I did my job effectively. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's getting harder and harder for players to be able to do what they want to do and yes. play the game at the rate that they want to play. And I, I've, got a, I've just got a really bad feeling that he is going to cop it. He is going to cop a suspension. Yet, here's the thing. In yesterday's game, Jordan Ngoi lines up, Clayton Oliver from a boundary throw in, mm. clips him on the jaw. Now, Oliver did do the spin and flop, happens to do that a bit, and I can't say. But he gets a week for that. Yeah. Now, if you look at the two, one lined one up and the other one was a collision, yet the one, because it's a worse injury, and that's the, that's the thing I think a lot of people are really pissed off with is the fact that they're going for the outcome and not the intent. Now, if you yes. line the two of them up against each other and said, which was worse, was it the one that they've run at the contest and unfortunately there's been a collision? when they've both got their eyes on the ball, or has it been the guy who's come off the line and run through a bloke and just clipped him enough, not to injure him? Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's Category B, but the AFL won't do that.
1: Well, it just doesn't mean that every contest from now on, moving forward in the AFL, is going to be adjudicated on the outcome of the players getting up.
0: There has been. How long has it been since the outcome has been involved? I know, I know. We've no, seen it I too know, long. I know,
1: and, and you're not How many arguing about tackles do
0: time? you see on the weekend where hmm. none of them have been picked up because the person didn't get concussed? Yeah. That's the only reason why they're not getting picked up. That's and you know, if someone tackles someone tackles me in probably mid eighty kilos, yep. all right, there's going to be a different result than if somebody tackled you in probably mid seventies, if that. Yeah, all right, because you're lighter
1: frame. You're, yep. going, you're going to I'm feel. A lot you, more. We're going to have six different weight categories running around the AFL that oh, you can't. We're going tackle to be in them. zones
0: anyway. They're going to be in zones. <laughs> and They're going to be wearing bibs and helmets. And helmets don't do anything. I'm telling you now, helmets don't do anything. All right. They absorb a little bit of it, but it doesn't stop the, the head shaking. Watch the movie concussion, the Will Smith movie concussion. Mm. And there's a scene where he puts, I think, a tomato in a – or an apple in a jar of water and shakes it. Yeah. And he literally says, look, from the outside it looks okay. But when you cut into it, it's just all mush. Yeah. And that's where it gets with the concussion. And now, unfortunately, that's the way it's going to th- – and Dave McKay, you know
1: what? Probably one of the fairest players ever. And he's just been a 200, bad spot. 200 games, something had never been reported ever.
0: Yep, exactly right.
1: Um, Pep's, and because the answer is not to just chuck them in protective clothing, because we only have to look at the NFL and how many um, concussion cases we've got going there every. every Well, they're, they're, in, they're in big stuff. They've got billions they're, of they're dollars
0: all of wars. You've got the NRL. You've got. Ice so, hockey, ice hockey's going to have it. Even with they got their helmets on, they're still going to be copying a lot of concussions with into the boards or just the, the, the hardness of their hits. The, the playoffs are on at the moment. Go have a look at some of the hits in that thing. That'll rock your socks.
1: So what some is the, the duty? Up. So the duty of the care thing AFL is we've got rules around head high, we've got rules around tackles, we've got rules around certain things, we've got rules around how we deal with concussion and protocols. There's your issue right there.
0: There's but, too many rules, and there's too much grey. There's too much grey.
1: But what I'm saying is what else can the AFL do without going down an NFL path and putting helmets on everyone and then start putting pads on everyone to, to, to save their bodies from the tackles to, to put braces on oh, their no, elbows no, I would love,
0: from- I would love for them to come out and say it. Because you can't say, oh, well, we'll think, of you've got to come out with a directive. That's what the AFL, that's why these guys get big bucks. You need to come out with a directive and say, this is acceptable and this is not acceptable.
2: It
1: just, and, but why can't we just sign waivers? Like, we have to sign waivers every time we do anything these days. If we, if we get injured, whatever, jumping on bloody one of those trampoline places, yep. that's, that's on us. We've signed our waiver.
0: <sighs> maybe. Maybe that's, maybe. The problem is, is that then you've, got the, then you've got the AFL Players Association who have got too much power
1: at the moment, and that's, yeah.
0: You can't go with helmets. Helmets don't do a thing.
1: It's, I don't, don't, I don't, do I don't know thing. the solution, but the solution isn't to start wrecking the fundamental of our sport, which is two people competitively going for the same ball, both very legal, not, not, not playing because in the 80s, it was all about playing the man. Take the man out, take the man out, take the man out. They changed that. It all became about contesting the ball. And I agree
0: with that. Like if you go and watch any paddock football and you see some of the hits, like you sit back and go, thank goodness I'm not playing anymore. I was sick of doing that to people.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's a travesty. They stopped. So they started playing, play the ball, play the ball, play the ball. We're doing that now and now these players, because people are getting injured, Yep. Oh, we're going we're gonna to rub them out for four weeks. Well, four weeks is serious. Four weeks is a, is a big suspension these days. It's a massive suspension, especially
0: um, um, with weeks being cut off, et cetera. It just makes it more and more. So it's I don't know, J-Dog. I, I, you know what? You yes. know, we're really good. We usually come up with stuff, but this one, we, we, don't, we don't have answers for it. We don't have answers for this one. It's going to be a bit of a challenge. Um,
1: I hope it gets off. I, 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 I do, I but I can't see it happening.
0: I can't see it happening.
1: It's... Just going NCAA. to make a mockery of our sport. And someone said here in one of our chats, I can't kind of, I don't know, who, don't know who it was. Maybe it was Jules. But he talked about soccer players will be laughing at us in five years of how soft we're becoming. I can't disagree.
0: Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. No, well, I can because if, if it was so easy, they wouldn't be playing soccer. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All righty. Hey, listen, um, yep. I need to quickly do something before we get into our listener question because I need to yep. um, splash the cash a bit because there's okay. been a bit of news being uh, made when it comes to contracts, etc. So a bit of contract news for everybody. And you would have heard that big Harry McCarrie from the Blues signed another two year ex- has signed a two-year extension, which will get him up to free agency. Mm-hmm. Massive, apparently 1.6 over 2. Mm-hmm. Big Harry, so he could have stayed Worth longer, it. but just gold. to do that. Gold, gold, exactly right. Now, something else that's come out of this, which is the whole Dean Beam, Dane Beam situation, where he said something along the lines, in almost like a throwaway comment, that he's been paid outside outside of the salary cap for the remainder of his contract. And the AFL are gone, hold on, that's the first that we've heard about it. Looks like there might be a bit of an investigation going into that way. Collingwood say it's all good. He's saying, nah not really. Once again, another one of those little Collingwood stories. They had Rather not have, but that one's coming in. Um, looks like Mason Redmond from Essendon will be signing up a brand new contract. Talks are in uh, underway as we speak, which is awesome. Yep. It looks like um, Josh Kennedy, he signed a week uh, – sorry, signed for an extra year a couple of weeks back. Yep. But the other part of the, uh, the dynamic duo, Luke Parker, still to go. So there's a bit of work to come out of that one as well. Um, Tom Purcell, I think it is from – Sorry, Tom Powell from North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's going to be signing a new contract, which is great news for the Kangaroos. But just the number of players that are in no man's land at the moment, like these are some of the names that are yet to sign for their teams this year. I'm not going to go through the teams, but Shai Bolton, Sam Wiedemann, Will Gould, Ed Richards, Adam Chera, Tom Green, Zach Merritt, Jaden Verde, cool. Jake Stringer, Jake Riccardi, Will Day, uh, Sam Flanders, Josh Kelly. Like that's just a hand. That's just you know. I've probably ripped out about you know ten or twelve names there, and there's other ones that are just as big, yet to put pen to paper. So, you know, it could be another one of those big, big um off, off trade periods as well too. So, like I said, we splash the cash here at uh, Lace Out. We'll give you all the contract okay. news as we get it. But uh, good to see Harry Mackay getting the cash, cha Ching. Um, but plenty of work for lots of clubs, and while these bye weekends are going on, there'll be definitely mm-hmm. player managers speaking to clubs to find out statuses of people and what their intentions are. Potentially, might be for next year.
2: Yep, like it. All right. So I
0: think it's over to our our uh, our the, the the segment that has just blown up. Like it is gone. It is gone. Ape shit, mate. It's the listener question. It's your baby. Massive things to come out of it last week. Give us your give it go into it. Give us a, a summary well, of you the you want topic to do. Our round
1: 13 review, which is which is our lace hour community telling us what they loved, loathed, and laughed about. Yeah, go for it. Short one. All right, so it's a new thing we try. We're going to do it again next week to see how you go today. It was a practice run this week. If you don't like it, don't answer it and we won't put it on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Alira has come out, Alira Wallace has come out and said she loved the pies win over the D's. Can't disagree there. And she uh, didn't like, she loathed, was Bucks departing. JD McNair said, I enjoyed seeing Bucks finish with a win. Not a Pies fan, but Bucks is class. Buzz uh, Buzz has come out and said, love the close games, loathe the umpires, and laughed at the media and how they analyze the games. Can't just go with that. I disagree with we that. We didn't give the umpires me. a razz this week because we always do it every week. Yeah. All right. Question of the week. Let me scroll down. Okay. Listen, the question this week was what weird food combos shouldn't work but do. So here we go. We had a few comments. So we had Joel Michaels come out and said peanut butter and banana sanger with bacon. Okay. That, when did, when that, did Elvis start following Lace out? That's that's not a bad combo. I mean, it's not a bad way to clog your mm. arteries. Peanut you know, butter some maple syrup on that too.
2: Ooh.
1: Um. Brad Evers, Vegemite and peanut butter sandwich, that'd, that'd be all right. Yeah. A bit of salty peanut butter, salty nuts. Uh, Robbie Leone has come out and he said warmed peanut butter tortillas, and that just that sounds delicious. Like that doesn't sound weird at all to me. Uh, I know Robbie Leone, and that's probably the most normal thing that has
0: ever come out of his mouth.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, okay, got Lira Wallace here. Has said cheese and strawberry jam on toast sandwich. Perfect blend of sweet and savoury. And barbecue sauce on baked beans. Um. Fancy this. Ducktronic. Oh no. So Josh Waymouth. Controversial. We know Josh. He's Philomane filet, filet. Filet. Uh, mustard on a meat pie.
2: Yeah. You
1: can. That's nah. weird, isn't it? Who's he back for again? Uh, he's a Geelong supporter. I've said. Uh, Ducktronic fruit toast on Promite. Yeah, weird one, raisin bread, Madison Sage, magic seasoning on a sauce on tomato sauce, plain boiled rice. Nick from Portra's Podcast, yeah, Odd friend, love pancakes and Vegemite and tomato sauce all together. Isn't that, isn't that the state that has pie floaters? It certainly is. I've said. Corey Van Duck said cheese melted on toast and celery salt. I've never tried celery salt. Have you tried celery salt before?
0: No, I haven't. But like, there's not much in celery. What would oh. be in celery salt?
1: um buzz has just simply said fried rice and tomato sauce so yeah, peps what's yours was, what, What's your uh,
0: what's oh, my, my, my it's not a weird food i said it last week poached eggs mm-hmm. with bacon mm-hmm. and maple syrup
1: yep um maple syrup probably the hero there isn't it
0: oh it's just and none of that not the fake stuff you got to get the pure canadian the canadian stuff the canadian calorie killer that one The Canadian's A, 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 A. E,
1: E, E, bro. Yeah, that's right. Get the Canadian. Um, For me, I'm a big fan of porridge and peanut butter. Just a big fan of it. love it. How do you do that? Just like normal porridge and then you you put a dollop of of peanut butter and mix it in. For all the
0: anaphylactics out there, do not try that
1: one. All right. Peps. Yes. The question this week, because Peps, you and I are talking a bit retro, we're talking about going back in time, we're talking about classic forwards, we're talking about bumps, and we're talking about how that should not be um, ruled out of the game, hopefully. So we're going for a bit of a time warp, Peps.
2: This
1: week's question is if you can go back in time and bring something yes, back babe. from your childhood, what would it be?
2: Let's do the time
0: warp hey. again. Peps,
1: what's that question again?
0: Uh, if you could bring something back from your childhood, what would it be?
1: Oh, you were listening. I was. Yeah, the old a trick 101. <laughs> just exactly got to test. Right. You.
0: Just, just testing. Yeah, thank you very much. Um,
1: so, Peps, don't answer right now, but go I back. Never Listeners do. out there, think about in your childhood, what would you go back and bring into the now? Mm. So, it could have been maybe a car that you once owned when you were 18 and now it's worth an absolute mint and you'd love to have that again. Maybe it was. Um, Maybe it was Tubes because you're a big fan of Tubes chips, but even though Warney has bought them back.
0: Is, is Warnie the one bringing them back? Wow. He's petitioned.
1: No, they're, be, they're back. They're coming yeah, back. They are back. They are back. back. The polywaffle Waffle was one recently oh. that came back.
0: Do you know the other one that came back? The Scorched
1: Peanut Bar. Scorched Peanut <gasps> Bar. So what is something from your childhood? And we, and we can play it up to probably, let's play it to, to 10 years ago that you could bring oh, back. Oh, no, no, no. But you can't childhood. My 10 years ago would only be 35. No, no, sorry. I'm saying up to a ten, up to a decade ago. So your childhood, up until a decade ago. Well, Why like don't that, you just that, say that like, age.
0: oh, something not in the last ten years? Okay, we'll go. with what that. What happens if you're 15? You've only got five. Oh, we're
2: going to go. Everybody's going
0: childhood, just your childhood, just your childhood, Jamie. Don't try and add
1: just childhood. People know what their childhood is. is. Some people are young pips. I know, and they'd be like, I don't know. I was bottle. born very.
0: I was born very young.
1: <laughs> Radio. So, uh,
0: so there's your the
1: question. It is. Yeah. It
0: goes off every single week on the podcast. So make sure that you give us your response because you could be read out next week. Radio. Last thing before we um, complete another massive show, huge show of lace out here is simply it's time to do it one week at a time. The game that you're looking forward to mm-hmm.
2: this week. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. look, there's only going to be five games this week because of <laughs> uh, the Richmond and West Coast game being brought forward a week.
1: Should they just have one week of no footy whatsoever? Just put a buy-in. Put just a buy-in. Just buy it. Yep. The problem is Pep's broadcasters will never allow that. Um, Foxtail Channel 7 will never allow that. They still get
0: that. the same amount of games. It doesn't make a difference. They will we can... never have a week with no content. Uh, what would they know? Rightio. Uh, I think it's simple, but there's only one game that I'm – massively looking forward to, and it's got to be this Friday night, the Cats versus the Dogs. Basically, Dogs win, go top of the table. Geelong win. They get to slot into equal second spot on the ladder.
2: Mm. And if you said that about Geelong at the
0: start of the season after the way they lost to Adelaide, mm -mm -mm. so that is the one that I will be
2: looking forward to.
1: Okay. For me, Peps, there's two. I'm going to pick one, though. (laughs) <laughs> and this is the line in the sand game, Hawks versus Essendon. Finally, after 15 years, maybe Essendon may get to uh, push around Hawthorne a little bit, Peps. <sighs> maybe. I'll tell you what. Be a good game, this.
0: Going to be down to Tassie, slightly bit of frostbite down there. It's going to be a bit chilly. We'll less cool. than be able to hold up. Um, do you know the other game I'm, I'm going to have a bit of a look at? You're going to say. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah. Gold Coast versus your mob, 1.45 p.m. Metricon.
1: No. Could you imagine if you lose that? Well, you lost on the weekend, so I'd get stuffed.
0: We, um, we're still one game clear of the top of the ladder.
1: <laughs> we, only beat, we only beat teams in the eight. Do um, you know what that's like? I thought you were going to say no. Yes, we do, actually. We played Richmond. We, we won by four points. Oh, round three. Um, I thought oh, you were going to say gonna Carlton and Giants. Ah, uh, no
0: chance. Okay, no, no chance.
1: Um, and North Melbourne versus the Lions,
0: boring. no chance. But you know, I'm not think it'd be boring. North played pretty good footy on the weekend. They just, they just did stupid, stupid, stupid mistakes. But um, if you were going to pull someone out, if you could pull Nick Nick Larky out of North, we'll do a straight swap for Sam Wiederman,
2: and pay some Sam Wiederman Ben Brown. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Put
0: him back. Uh, uh, can we just throw, back. <laughs> throw him back? Throw him <laughs> back. Throw him back. Throw the fish back. All right. No, nah, I, think, I think Benny might be getting a game this week. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he'll be back next day. Listen, I, um, another cracking episode, J-Dog. Absolutely sensational. So um, remember, tipped out this Thursday night. Hey, do us a favor. Like, if you haven't left us a review on, on, on iTunes, we'd love you to leave one if you could. It means a lot to us. Like, it takes mm-hmm. five minutes of your time but make a massive, massive difference because there's people who don't get to hear about us and they're going to be listening to some other dodgy stuff and they're missing out on like a, a podcast. On this dodgy stuff. They're missing on out on this, stuff. but this is quality dodgy stuff that comes from the heart, all right? <laughs> like The thing, second thing is, is that um, remember if you haven't answered, jump on the Facebook page. I'm giving away a copy of Mick Warner's book, uh, The Boys Club, Absolute crack! If you haven't heard the po- uh, the interview, get in because that's mm-hmm. a rip as well too. Um, and last but not least, uh, tipped out Thursday night like I mentioned too. We'll have our tips. Share that one as round two because uh, that's how you want your tips. Hashtag tipped out. Um, awesome. And yeah, don't listen to the dog. Don't listen to the Bev show. Doggies, doggies, doggies. Wolf, wolf, wolf. Get on laced out because it's how you want your footy laced out. Hey J dog, uh, great weekend. And remember, hashtag make Vossy coach again. Got to get that out of there. We want. <laughs> Jamie wants him out, all right? So for everybody tuning in tonight, thank you very much for everybody in the chat. It's gone absolutely gangbusters tonight. Uh, J-Dog, you've been an absolute superstar. People listening to this after the fact on your podcast platform, et cetera, on your smart TV, smart speaker, Um, regardless, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, And by the way, last week, one of our listeners actually contacted us on the Thursday, I saw on Wednesday morning saying that there's a problem with your episode, can you fix it? That was the only way that we knew that something went wrong last week. So that just shows how much people love what we do to send us a message and say, oh, I'm getting in the car. It's a frosty Wednesday morning. I just wanted my serving of lace out and it stopped after eight minutes. Can you fix it? We did. So thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. So that's it, J Dog. Um, Cracking episode. I have to ask the question, as we do each and every single week, my friend, mm-hmm. Jay Dallas, the superstar, mm-hmm. the Lance Bass of this uh, NSYNC Timberlake duo. Mm-hmm. If you want your footy, and how is Port Adelaide not delivering it at the moment?
1: Ah, uh, lace out.
0: Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ace out.